Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to chapter 2 verse 3. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food and to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground. Everything that has breath of life in it, I give you green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he had rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Holidays are very much in the news at the moment. Last weekend, I returned from one week away and we look forward to a second week in the middle of August. Now, I consider that we are very fortunate indeed this year because we've got our own small caravan and so it's relatively easy to have some time away. And because we're self-contained, it felt as safe as, as being at home. But for many people, it's much harder. Quite a few I know have abandoned any attempt to holiday away from home this year. And some, of course, have traveled abroad and some of those now face an unexpected quarantine. This is a year like no other for living with uncertainty and struggling to make plans. The value, of course, of a holiday is that whatever form it takes, it is something different from your normal routine. So that in the rhythm of the year, there is a breathing space, a change, maybe a time of rest, a time that is different from your normal way of life. And just as a holiday is a break in the year, a Sabbath is the break in a week, and a time of quiet and stillness is a break in the day. I wonder, do you have those rhythms of work and rest within your life at the moment? Or are all the days of the week the same to you? Or is there a day which is different? As we look now, thinking about work and rest on our front lines, I'm thinking particularly about the weekly rhythm. But these principles also apply to the rhythm of each day and in a more extended sense, to the rhythm of each year. We need those times which are different so that there is a pattern both of work and rest within our lives. And establishing this will have a huge difference on our front line. One of the consequences of recent months has been that many of the normal patterns of life have been disturbed or indeed turned upside down. And for some, this has meant more time for stillness and prayer and the journey towards a better rhythm of life. But for others, it's not been so easy to develop those patterns because everything 
has become very disjoint. Now, I grew up in a culture where Sunday was a different day, but much of that difference was actually negative. I remember it more for what I was not allowed to do because it was Sunday, rather than looking forward to special things to do. And I'm not in any way advocating a legalist approach to Sundays or any other day of the week that we might choose to be different or special, but rather a spiritual approach, which is fundamentally a response to God's mercy and grace. And as I do this today, I realize that I'm speaking very much to myself as I am to you. I find that the pace of life is incredibly fast and full, and I've often failed in this aspect of my own life. And so I challenge myself as I challenge you this morning and allow God to speak into all of our lives. I do take a week day off each week, but that day can so easily be filled with traveling to fa visit family or doing jobs in the house rather than those things which really nourish my heart and soul. And that's the point that I want us to focus on especially today. A number of streams of spiritual thinking in more recent years have come to focus quite strongly on the question of Sabbath and how that is appropriately applied to Christian living today. And it's a very relevant issue. So stay with me as we take a quick look at a few of the relevant texts in the Bible and then some clear pointers on what is important as we develop a healthy rhythm of life every week and have those breathing spaces, those times which are special. So we go back to the beginning of the Old Testament and to our reading, which was Genesis chapter 1 and just into chapter 2, which gives us the account of creation in seven days. And on the seventh day, God rested from all his work. Look carefully at Genesis chapter 2 and verses 2 and 3. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Rested was the first thing. But then the text goes on to say, God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy. Why did he do that? Why was that day special, different? Why did God bless it and make it holy? Well, look on into Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 which is in the Ten Commandments. And here we read that the Israelites were told to remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. And why were they told to do that? Because that's what God did when he made the world. As if part of what God did in creating the universe was to create a breathing space within each week. Then move on to Deuteronomy chapter five and verse 12. And we have a second account of the Ten Commandments, less familiar than the Exodus account. And here again, the Israelites were told to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Why? A different reason this time. Because once they were slaves in Egypt, but God brought them out and set them free. This time, the reason for the Sabbath was because it was expressing their freedom from slavery, the new life that they enjoyed which enabled them to have this rich experience of God day by day. As if part of their new life as the people of God was to celebrate freedom through this very special day each week. 
Then moving on in the Old Testament to the prophet Isaiah, he called the people to honour the Sabbath. Isaiah 58 and verses 13 and 14 are particularly relevant here. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, if you call the Sabbath a delight and honour the Lord's holy day and the Lord's holy day honourable, if you honour it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find joy in the Lord. The problem was that the Israelite nation progressed and as they progressed, the Sabbath became a day surrounded by rules. So many things that you were not allowed to do. They'd missed the point of honouring God in a day that was special. So much so that by the time of Jesus, when he worked a wonderful miracle to heal someone who had a shriveled hand, the Pharisees complained because it was on the Sabbath. What a tragedy. The Apostle Paul in Colossians 2 and verse 16 describes the Sabbath along with other things as a shadow of what was to come and the reality was Jesus himself. A Sabbath is not the end in itself, but it is a pointer to Jesus Christ. And so we have to be very careful when applying the idea of Sabbath to Christian living, not to get into the same difficulty as happened in the Old Testament times when it was all tied up with laws and rules. That's not what it's all about. But equally, from the beginning, God created one day a week as special and holy, as a celebration of our faith. And in response to God's goodness and mercy, we need to develop a pattern of life which honours God by treating one day as different and as special. So how do we do this? Well, Ruth Haley Barton has written a book called Sacred Rhythms. I've referred to it on a number of occasions. And in the chapter on Sabbath, she identifies three particular purposes for the Sabbath day. And the first one is resting your body. Resting your body. What brings rest from the stress and the challenge of the remaining six days? The answer to that won't be the same for everyone. But the beginning of the Sabbath concept in scripture was that God rested. He didn't need to do that. But this was a clear way of setting an order about life, which includes both work and rest. And we should apply it to each day, but then also to each week and to each year, which is why some form of holiday is important as well. Quoting from this same book, because we do not rest, we lose our way. We miss the compass points that would show us where to go. We bypass the nourishment that would give us succor. We miss the quiet that would give us wisdom. We miss the joy and love born of effortless delight. Resting your body. That is the first important principle of Sabbath. And the second is to replenish your spirit. What kind of activity renews you and brings you joy. Taking the Sabbath seriously doesn't mean you have to be in isolation, nor does it mean inactivity. Being with your family may well be a very significant part of this day, talking together, playing together, learning together, 
having the space to choose what would be a blessing both to you and to other people if you chose to use this day differently. Finding good ways to communicate with the church family too. I know that many of you have enjoyed the two chat and pray evenings that we've had and there's another one that we will have, I trust, next week. And then the third principle here is restoring your soul. The deepest refreshment of this day is to renew and restore your soul through worship and prayer. So many of us have greatly missed the opportunity to come together as a congregation and to worship in a physical sense of all being in the same place and at the same time. And we believe and trust that this will happen again before too long. But we also recognise that life is very different at the moment and that future patterns of worship could be quite different. But God himself has not changed and the Holy Spirit is able to work as much in your own living room as in the gathered congregation. So this time and this place is a moment where God is able to restore your soul. Take time to read the scriptures, to absorb the promises of God, to reflect on the faithfulness of God, to be thankful for the particular blessings that have come to you at this time. Allow space to pray in an unhurried way, offering to God the things which burden you in your own life and the needs of the world around you. Let me take you back to those words in Genesis chapter 2 about the seventh day of creation. I've often thought, and indeed I have spoken about creation, in this way that the creation of human beings on day six was the climax of God's work in creation. There's something very special about the language of day six, where God says, let us make human beings in our image, male and female, how God blessed them. There's so much that stands out in day six as special. But I wonder whether that focus on day six as the climax of creation, human beings as the most important part of God's creation, obscures the significance of day seven. Because as well as God blessing human life, he also blessed and made holy the rest which is described in day seven. There is something very important here about the rhythm of work and rest. And I've only just begun to explore that today. There's so much more that could be said. And really how we apply this to each of our lives will hugely vary depending on our different circumstances. But I wonder today, will you respond to what you're hearing right now by rediscovering that rhythm in your own life if it is not already there? In some way, finding a space to live differently. And to begin with, if all your days are the same and you can't possibly think of how to make one day different, take some time each week and make that different. And then maybe build on that to half a day. And then maybe build on that towards a whole day. Not to feel guilty at what you can't do, but to get excited by what God is encouraging you to do in order to have that rhythm of life, those moments where you are able to rest your body and where you're able to revive your spirit 
and restore your soul. And may God's blessing be to us more and more as we honour him in the way that we live our lives and in this pattern of daily and weekly living in Jesus' name.